0: You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Hi, Laura. Hey, Lindsay.
1: Laura, we recently took a little field trip.
0: We did a field trip that I would say was very overdue.
1: Or maybe we should call it a business luncheon.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for tax purposes, this was a work-related trip, (laughs) and we will be deducting it.
1: (laughs) We ventured all the way to Midtown in New York City and went to the iconic American Girl Place Cafe. (laughs) (laughs) Is is it called American Girl Place Cafe
0: I know I'm like is it even called American Girl Place anymore or is it just called American Girl
1: honestly I don't know and when I tried to Google it earlier it's it's a little chaotic I feel like they don't even know what to call themselves anymore
0: I know. I feel like we should definitely disclaim um, for our listeners that we were not necessarily going into the same brick and mortar American girl place that was the original in New York.
1: Mm -mm. Yeah, I was really excited in my mind to return to the place that I had known and loved. And was a little surprised that they moved and I have no idea when that would have happened I feel like that should have been more newsy than it was
0: yeah and I don't really know why they moved because Lindsay you very artfully pointed out that the location originally was next to Saks is that correct
1: that's what I recall
0: I remember it being like the original location being like on a corner
1: yeah On 5th Avenue on a corner. Yeah,
0: a prime location, like 5th Avenue on the corner. And then, you know, when I sidled up to the new location, I was surprised to find it on a side street in the middle of a block, not (laughs) necessarily in like a prime spot in terms of that area of Midtown. I mean, still very like excellently located for tourists like in the like Rockefeller Center Radio City area but like I don't know like I had pictured in my mind definitely that it would be like on the corner with like those maroon awnings that said Mm -hmm. American Girl Place but anyway I digress that the disappointment started and ended with the location there was not really anything else I feel like that caught me off guard in that way.
1: We were also joined by our friend Maddie, who was on the third episode of AGW, who famously talks about how she is not a dull person, but was still really into American Girl. Maddie and I arrived a little bit before you did and took the elevator down. And a word of caution to anyone who is listening here do not take the elevator. And if you do, know that once you get down to the ground level, the doors just don't open for 30 seconds. I thought we were going to be trapped. My heart was racing.
0: Okay. So I did join Lindsay and Maddie a little bit late because I was having train troubles, hashtag New York city life. So I did not expect this at all. And I was rushing to come in and meet them. And I hopped right in that elevator and Just as I was like getting off the elevator, I think Lindsay sent me a text that was like, don't take the elevator (laughs) if you cut here soon. All that's to say is that it's a little jarring when you're about to, you know, go fulfill one of your greatest dreams of going to the American Girl Cafe and you think that you might be stuck in an elevator on the ground floor of American Girl Place.
1: At least have a little sign in the elevator letting us all know that the doors take a minute to open.
0: Now, one thing that I didn't consider, you know, fear of elevators notwithstanding is that potentially had you gotten stuck in the elevator Perhaps they could have made amends with you by being like, okay, well, because you got stuck in the elevator, we'll let you pick anything in the store (laughs) to take home.
1: That is wishful thinking. <laughs>
0: like, I I feel like they probably would have tried to like comp your meal or something. And right. you're like, actually, no, I'd prefer my recompense to be in the form of store merchandise.
1: <laughs> right. And a historical doll. Pull one out of the stock room.
0: Yeah, I know that if you have the 35 year anniversary dolls available for display that you must have a small handful of them still in the back.
1: totally (laughs) all right shall we walk through our lunch
0: yes let's do that so I will say that before we get into it we'll let the listeners know that we had been talking about going to brunch at American Girl Cafe for quite a while, but because of like people's schedules and also like the difficulty of getting a reservation for two there, like weeks in advance, it would be booked up. So it just hadn't Mm -hmm. fallen into place. And And one week dining and indoor dining, you know, being some people being not comfortable with that. Some people being, you know, iffy about it still, it just wasn't falling into place. However, Lindsay just simply decided that we were going to pick a weekend and go and it worked out perfectly.
1: So when we arrived at the cafe, they checked our vaccine cards, which was great. And then they said that we could pick a doll. So they had a lineup of dolls and bitty babies that you could choose from They'll give you like a high chair to connect to the table. It's really cute.
0: Lindsay, did you happen to see if they had any of those like Welly Wisher dolls available to sit with?
1: I don't believe I saw any, but we were brought to our table and immediately uh, noticed that they had a little game on the table that was heart ag trivia. And would you rather's like, would you rather have a unicorn horn or a mermaid tail? Would you rather live in a castle or a treehouse?
0: How big is the treehouse? Because it would have to be as big as a castle for me to even consider choosing that as an option.
1: <laughs> this question was really strange to us. Would you rather play a competitive sport and always win or sport for fun and always lose? Like who is choosing always lose?
0: Yeah. And like, I would just assume that if you were playing a competitive sport that you'd be like into it. So the fun is kind of implied there.
1: I think the one that really stumped us the most was, would you rather have the ability to become invisible or fly? Which I think we said become invisible at the end and then hop aboard a plane and fly anywhere we please.
0: Yeah, I definitely struggled with this one because they, those is actually two good options for would you rather, but invisibility just is limitless in terms of the perks of it. Whereas flying, you know, and also like, it wasn't clear in the question, like on what level you're flying, like you flying Mm. 20 feet in the air, are you flying like at level with like a commercial jet? Because that, (laughs) that changes things for sure.
1: Right. And then the other part of this little flyer they gave us was some AG trivia that we might bring on to the podcast to have our guests play, which I think we got about half of them right. Laura, you were really good at these. Mm, Um, I I cleaned
0: up for sure. (laughs) (laughs) We'll,
1: We'll see how our guests fare. So we ordered some drinks. They do serve alcohol there. So we all had a nice mimosa or Bellini and that definitely hit the spot. We saw a lot of the food go by, which was really cute, especially that birthday cake they were serving to people that kind of looked like this big white square fondant masterpiece with pink ribbons. kind of looked like a present that you could get for birthdays, and they actually had like a mini doll size one like sold outside in like the cafe play set that was a cute little touch
0: they had a lot of things in the cafe that were sold for dolls like you could get the high chair that the doll sat in and the cafe as part of it I think they had like some birthday accessories like crown and stuff for girls that you could also get for the doll so I thought that was like a nice cross-marketing moment there for them
1: yeah, that was really cute. And we should say that about half of the guests, there were kids and their families and their friends, but there were so many girls our age. They're also just enjoying AG. Like it was definitely a split crowd.
0: I was shocked by this Lindsay, honestly, because I understand that American girl is having a moment, which is, you know, why we're here too. But I was, you know, Lindsay and I showed up at American Girl Cafe in our furs and (laughs) finery. Like, we were really making it a whole day. And I guess I just was, like, a little concerned when we were going in, like, oh, my God, are, like, little girls and their moms going to be, like, glaring at us because we're two grown adults, (laughs) like, existing here. But I would, yeah, I would say it was, like, about 50-50, including a table of uh, young women, not really sure of their age, but a table of young women that were at least adult that were all wearing different colored bows. I thought that was
1: really sweet. It was really cute. Let's talk about the menu options. Let's do it. It was slim. <laughs> <laughs> it's very It's very kid's meal. We'll give you a fair warning. Like the three of us all ordered chicken tenders. And on the menu, they were called best ever chicken tenders, and they were okay. I think they were like a pretty standard chicken tender that you're satisfied enough with.
0: Yeah, I would say I wasn't disappointed in them, but they weren't the best ever. The fries, however, were excellent. They were like McDonald's fries.
1: They were really good. So aside from the chicken tenders, there was a mac and cheese option, a burger, a quiche, what else did they have? A bow tie pasta, a mm. salad. but maybe there were like seven options to choose from or so. and it was a prefix menu that had three courses to it. Everyone starts with the same appetizer, which were these little pretzel bites that had a honey mustard dipping sauce and then a little flower pot with a couple of veggies thrown in.
0: And Lindsay, I never look at the calories in anything because I, I don't think that as a society, we should be super tuned into that. But I was shocked at the amount of calories that were in the pretzel bites. Like they gave us like three pretzel bites per person and it was like 1500 calories in the pretzel bites. I was Stop like, it. where, where, what give us an entire pretzel and we'll talk, but come on now.
1: Honestly, these bites were little, but I will say that the honey mustard was amazing and really solidified my choice in getting the tenders.
0: The honey mustard slapped and it took those tenders to the next level for sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) After our entree came dessert, which was, oh my God, wait, wait, wait. We forgot to talk about the first Cinnamon buns.
0: Oh my God. Yes. The cinnamon buns that I like shoved into my mouth as soon as I sat down because I was so late <laughs> and I was really hungry. I didn't even like think about those.
1: Those were, oh my God, decent, unoffensive. But what a treat to have dessert first. Yes. A little touch of whimsy, but it's also kind of funny because you were getting it served alongside your pretzel bites and veggies. So it wasn't like the most cohesive. Right. Course. Better
0: not accidentally dip that cinnamon roll into Uh, honey
1: mustard. (laughs) Seriously. So for dessert, we had worms in the dirt. Yeah, but there were no worms. But no worms. Yeah. Just the dirt part of that.
0: Why don't you say what you did
1: first? Okay. So when I made the res, they asked if it was a special occasion to which I said, (laughs) it is, we're celebrating a birthday, you know, just to see what would happen. And I totally forgot about it, like didn't even register until the waiter arrived at our table and asked whose birthday it was. And impulsively, <laughs> I looked at Laura and I said, it's her birthday.
0: Lindsay so- looked at me with like eyes that I was like, she just told me with her eyes that I ha- we were committing to the bit. So I, <laughs> I complied. <laughs>
1: So not only did the waiter sing to Laura, but other guests did as well. And that was really sweet that everyone kind of joined in, in like the the vicinity of our table.
0: Yeah. And there seemed to be a lot of birthdays there. I don't know if they were real or just... Put on for the sake of attending the American Girl Cafe, no shade if so. But it seemed like there were, you know, plenty of birthdays being celebrated.
1: I will say that I went into it thinking that there would be something extra special with mm. saying that it was your birthday. The only difference is that you had your song and you got to make a wish on the candle. <laughs> yes, I um. did blow out a candle. That's right. <laughs> so you, you had a candle in your, in your, wormless worms in the dirt.
0: Now you could spring, I believe for the, you know, professionally decorated AG cake for a birthday. If you were feeling a little indulgent.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I might do that one day. It looked beautiful.
0: Yeah, it did look beautiful.
1: The dessert was good. I haven't had that pudding Oreo crumble combination in a while and it is delicious. And I have an American Girl cookbook from probably late nineties that I have in my apartment right now and was flipping through it a couple weeks ago. And that's one of their dessert recipes in there. So oh, that's, really that's a through line. Yeah. You know, actually let me grab it real quick.
0: Yeah, I had a American Girl cookbook that was a little different when I was growing up. It was like a Josefina specific cookbook that had recipes in it, but it also sort of like taught you about the culture of, you know, making the different food from her New Mexico territory. So it was really interesting. And there was definitely like historical elements to it as well. But that's the only cookbook I was familiar with from A.G.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, this is called Great Girl Food. And it has very easy recipes. And as you see here, it's called Potted Pudding. And this one does have a worm in it. And it's quite similar to what we had at the cafe. It has that same flower pot element and flour sticking out of it. So that was a cute little touch. I think that finishes up our lunch experience. Was there anything else to note about the lunch itself?
0: I don't think so. I think I will say they they want you in and out in 90 minutes, but you'll have no problem being in and out in that amount of time because... You can eat your food in two seconds based on the portion <laughs> sizes. And it's not exactly like bottomless brunch vibes. So
1: the AG Cafe could have just been branded in such a different way, and there's such a missed opportunity. Like, to not have, like, any mention of, like, an American Girl character on the menu. Yeah,
0: I agree with you. It's, like, a missed branding opportunity, at the very least, to just, like, slap a character's name on something. Like, for dessert, you could have, like, Samantha's Petty Fours, like, or, like an entree like Molly's like hot dog and beans because for (laughs) some reason I picture her having that or like Josefina's like tamales or like it could be a real multicultural and like very educational experience
1: honestly but I don't think they're really catering towards the people that love the historicals anymore
0: No, and I think that, I mean, I'd love to look at like past menus to see if that was ever an element of the cafe, but Mm -hmm. I agree. I think that they're, you know, they are catering to little kids who are probably going to barely eat anyway, but I do think with their sort of like resurgence among millennials and Gen Z and the nostalgia that people have that I would hope that they are in talks of, like, maybe rebranding some of their in-person experiences, because you can tell by, like, some of the collabs that they've done, like, with Stony Clover and Love Shack Fancy, like, that they are aware there is nostalgia for them. Right. Um, But I just don't think that they've, like, fully executed that, like, for their IRL store.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I recently saw a store list. I didn't know how many there were until oh, Oh, where,
0: where are the other ones? I truly thought that we were still only working with New York and Chicago. And I know Chicago was the first one because my friend went there when we were little kids. And I remember thinking it was a huge deal because like Chicago was so far away. And then when the New York one opened being like, oh my God, like there's finally one close to me.
1: Honestly. Okay, so they have stores in Charlotte, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, Nashville, New York, Orlando, San Francisco, D.C., and in Canada? Oh. They have six locations.
0: <laughs> Next time I'm in L.A., I am absolutely taking a trip to the store definitely
1: from what I remember from like past stores and cafes like this was the first time that I ever ate at one but I feel like they used to have like cucumber sandwiches which definitely would have been like aligned with Samantha yeah it felt
0: more tea party Mm -hmm. oriented like that vibe but you know what my friend Chrissy is going to be a future guest on this podcast and I know that she will give us the full tea on her trip to American Girl Place in Chicago so maybe she can fill in some of these gaps for us.
1: Amazing. So
0: (laughs) after the cafe we just absolutely unleashed into the different floors of the American Girl store.
1: When you walk outside of the cafe they have the little setup of the cafe setting that you could buy for your dolls which was surprisingly expensive I think around like $330 yeah a high priced item or items really definitely you're getting a lot in that set but it's gonna cost you yeah and then kind of turning the corner they had a little area where they had the historic girls the original six in a display
0: And you can see it on our Instagram in our recent post about the store if you want to take a closer look. But I will say, Lindsay, when I saw that display, I was nearly moved to tears.
1: (laughs) I agree. That was the first time I've seen an American girl up close in so long, let alone all six of them at once in pristine condition just brought back so many memories and even just like looking at the outfits like the quality was just so high on all of these dolls and everything was so detailed and I feel like we really stood in front of this for like longer than most people would have
0: oh yeah I'm sure people walked by and were like those two are really having a moment um But it was just like so satisfying to your point, Lindsay, to see them all, you know, lined up in that way in their exact correct meat outfits with the original hair in pristine condition and like with like the actual face type that they had too because what we learned with walking through like the rest of the store was that they have a bunch of different like face molds now for these dolls and like the historical ones that they've kept from the original collection don't necessarily have the same outfits as they did like Samantha notoriously I feel like has been done dirty with her makeover but I think even as a kid when American Girl was at its peak You never saw, like, the six dolls lined up in this way. You know, you would, like, see the ones your friends had and whatever, but it was just really awe-inspiring to see them all in that way and, like, the legacy that they, you know, have kind of created for American Girl.
1: You couldn't have said it better. It's just so iconic to see them all together. And they have the dolls displayed in different ways throughout the store, That was kind of like a smaller, more private area where I feel like we really got to soak it in. But they also have this large wall um, that we also had posted on our Instagram right after we went, where it shows every single historic doll and gives a little bit more insight into their backstories. And this was a little disappointing to see the dolls and not in their original clothes like Samantha and her pink dress but also Felicity mm. in this like deep kind of turquoise yeah. yellow like what is that and Kit
0: too Kit is not in her original little skirt and right. sweater set that is so iconic but I do think I appreciated having that wall to see all the historical dolls because they even put one's on the wall that they have retired. Like basically every historical doll they've ever created was up Mm -hmm. there. So there were some that I think Lindsay and I have been like more curious about as we've gotten back into American Girl that we've never really gotten to see up close. Like Caroline, I think is one that you are a little bit intrigued by Lindsay. I was Mm -hmm. really intrigued by Cecile and Marie Grace who have like a New Orleans setting for their story. So it was good to see like some of those dolls that had a shorter lived lifespan in the historical collection and I just wish that they didn't have to retire them like from a sales standpoint I get it but it's so cool to see like from like the early 1700s all the way through the 1980s represented From Kaya to Courtney. From Kaya to Courtney. That could be the title of the book that we write to accompany this podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That has a nice ring to it. They had various places throughout the store where they were displaying like the full collections of different dolls that they had. I really liked seeing all of the girl of today's. We Mm. saw a wall where I think it started in 2001 with Lindsay Bergman (laughs)
0: And
1: it's really interesting to see how the styles change throughout the years and, you know, even looking at their backstories and seeing what is most important to them. It's really, I, I mean, I do like the direction that AG is going with Girl of Today. I think that's really cool. I just wish they had the historic girls again.
0: I know. I I agree with you though on that section because I had Kaylee who I believe was the girl of the year 2003. I went to the original location of the New York store on opening day in 2003 and purchased Kaylee at the store. So it was kind of like a cute full circle moment for me to come back like 18 years later and (laughs) see her right there like and it's crazy because if you think about like 18 years like the way the dolls look haven't changed at all like I mean it's changed a little bit but like overall they're so the same as they were so it was I haven't like seen my Kaylee doll since I was like 12 or 13 so I feel like it was crazy to see that there as well. And I wasn't really expecting for that to like hit me so hard, but it definitely did.
1: So after we left this girl of today wall, we kind of took a little detour into the world of Welly Wishers. And Laura, what was your experience like with Welly Wishers? I just don't get it. Like I, almost feel like the
0: age of a welly wisher consumer is so like, I would say bitty baby. You're probably like three to six an American girl, probably like seven to 11. Mm -hmm. So like, where do welly wishers fit in? Like, I just feel like they are almost like an unnecessary subcategory because I mean, look, it's fine. Like if, if that's what you want, but I feel like why not just get one of the American girl dolls instead? I don't really understand like who's buying the Welly Wishers.
1: I have, I, I honestly don't know either. I had never heard about Welly Wishers until like five years ago. So again, sound off on our Instagram. Let us know if you had a Welly Wisher, if you still love them, would love to hear people's thoughts on them. Do they have books associated with them as well?
0: I think they do. Welly Wishers, every once in a while, American Girl would come out with like a third category of doll to try to like capture a different age group. And I remember during my time period, there was these like smaller, almost like glass doll looking they were almost like royal diaries ask if anybody remembers royal diaries but there was like 18th century france one there was like a um native american one i think there was an irish one like and they were smaller and they were supposed to be geared towards older girls i think who would maybe like outgrown like American Girl dolls outright, but I would love to also hear like, yes, if you had a Welly Wisher and you want to like sell us on why they're great, I'm totally open to hearing that opinion. But also like if you had any of these other sort of ancillary collections of dolls that they came out with on the side that didn't last very long because I didn't know anybody that had them growing up, but I'm sure they're like very rare now.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. I haven't heard of the smaller ones that you just referred to. Do you remember what those were called?
0: Yes, it just came to me. I believe they were called Girl of Many Lands or Girls of Many Lands.
1: Yes. Okay, I have heard of this, but I think I've only heard about it through you.
0: Okay, yeah. They were really, like, short-lived. I want to say, like, maybe two years maximum. Wow. They went the same direction as, like, those little rooms that you could have uh, mm. that I'm sure people will remember, but there were like these little rooms that you could build that were like modern decor for your, not even for like a doll. It was just like for the sake of building a room um, that were almost like little dioramas that are in one of the catalogs that Lindsay got me for my birthday this year. So we're talking like 2001, 2002. And I was looking back on that and I was like, what is this for? But anyway, all that's to say is that I kind of thought maybe Welly Wishers was like that, but they do seem to be like having more longevity than some of these other offshoots.
1: True. Okay. That means someone is buying them. Someone's interested in them. Yeah. So once we get through the Welly Wisher section, we turn another corner into Bitty Babyland.
0: Oh, okay. Again, I wasn't expecting to be so (laughs) stricken with emotion, but when I saw those little bitty babies, like I just had to pick one up.
1: Actually, what's interesting about the store is that it's two stories and they have very similar offerings on both floors. Like there is a baby section on the first floor as well as the ground floor. And that's a little strange. We went into the little bitty baby room on the ground floor and they had such a sweet little setup we definitely missed bitty bear he or she was missing from this entire experience but
0: yes he she or they were missing from this experience but they do have a little bitty bunny now
1: the bitty Bunny is cute. They have a couple of these little creatures that are really adorable. And I think that they had a book to correspond with like the little critters, right?
0: Yeah. It seems like they are continuing to have some type of books to go along with the different bitty baby, like motifs that you can purchase. Yeah,
1: they're cute. And you know, when I had a bitty baby, I was about four years old or so. And my bitty baby didn't have any hair. Like it didn't have any like painted on hair to it. Like it was just a bald plastic head. So it's interesting to see the bitty baby with so many different hair color options now.
0: Yes, I had the brunette bitty baby and she got a little scuff mark on her brown hair. I remember, but the bitty baby look other than like adding more options for inclusivity, hasn't really changed like they look pretty much exactly the same and i i picked one up and i was just like oh my god i would love to hold this bitty baby forever my mom has said in the past that she was talking to like another mom that she works with and that um they were saying that holding a bitty baby is like they put like crack in them or something because you can't (laughs) stop like holding them and treating them like a real baby. And that's exactly how I felt.
1: (laughs) Imagine just getting a bitty baby to carry around the city.
0: I mean, it's so appealing.
1: they were exceptionally cute. Next to the bitty babies, there was like a display of dolls that were unattended and no one was around. So Laura and I wanted to see if our theories about the hair was correct and like how easy it was to style. So we kind of scooted off and tried to braid some ag hair. And Laura, do you want to share the results? Okay. So I was surprised twofold. One, that
0: The hair is really hard to style in that it's so smooth that it like rejects any kind of braid or like I would imagine curling it is kind of challenging. But what that made me again surprised by in turn, which is that my Josefina doll's hair was not able to survive and became really matted because if it like rejects any kind of like braid or styling or whatever and it's like so smooth how did it get so tangled like I must <laughs> have like really had to work hard at getting the hair to that horrible condition <laughs> I think if you have a doll whose hair is down or like in a down yeah. like it it's easier but if you had like a Kirsten or an Addy or a Molly or a Josefina or Kaya, you could be doing some damage by taking out the hair and to get the hair to be as long as it is in the style that they had. Mm-hmm. It has to be really long, like taken out of the styles. So like my Josefina doll's hair was like practically down to her ankles, but like my Samantha doll's hair was fine. Like it never, cause it just came down. So I feel like yeah. it never needed any TLC
1: we overheard a couple of the store employees while we were there, like talking about how you could only use water on the hair and like to be very delicate with it.
0: And they also had the very same American Girl hairbrush that I had for my doll that my mom got me when Josefina's hair went bad uh, that we thought was going to solve all my problems, but it did not.
1: <laughs> what else do we see on the ground floor? We saw a really big display of... Rebecca and Melody and Julie as well. And then upstairs, they also had a big Julie display, part two, and then Courtney as well.
0: Yeah, really making a big deal out of Julie and Courtney, which like, okay, I get it for Julie. Julie has total Marsha Brady vibes, which definitely is cool. And her outfits are so cool. And her furniture is so cute. I don't really get the Courtney like vibes because I don't know, like, yeah, she's like eighties and maybe that feels nostalgic for (laughs) for younger people. But um, I don't know, like, I don't think I would want, I'd want a doll with more history. I've been eyeing Melody for a number of months since we started this podcast. And I think that if I were to have any doll like today, I would maybe have Melody Cause I love her connection to Motown or Rebecca, because I feel like she just has like such a cute backstory. And also she has an amazing bed.
1: Her bed was very Samantha-esque, but we also noticed that it was seemed a little bit bigger than beds we might've seen in the past from AG. Like that was a pretty substantial piece of furniture.
0: Yeah. More proportionate to the dolls, I would say. <laughs>
1: Melody had such cute clothes and I loved her accessories, those little cat eye sunglasses.
0: So cute. Like, and she had, I think, like a little winter coat that had like fur trim that was Mm -hmm. so cute.
1: Yeah. Do they put like such a big emphasis on the newer historic dolls?
0: They put most of their emphasis on Julie and Courtney, but I think that even though that these historic dolls feel like almost, we feel almost like detached from them in terms of like the time period, being so close to present day in our minds, not in younger people's minds, I'm sure. But I do think that they're doing a really good job with like keeping the same essence of the things that we loved about the historical dolls growing up alive with the new ones. Cause you know, like they each have their books that go along with them and they seem to still focus on like having some settings from their lives, whether that's like bedrooms or like Melody had a little recording studio Mm -hmm. set up that was really cute. So I feel like they, they're changing some things, but the essence of the historical dolls is the same. I don't necessarily think that they're like selling though on the level of the historical dolls when we were kids.
1: Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm looking at the most recent catalog right now, and it is from January, 2022. And they only dedicate really four pages to the historic girls. So two of the pages have the full collection of girls. And then there's a section for Courtney. So really not putting too much of an emphasis on them. And this is 26 pages in. And hmm. we're at like the last pages of this catalog, other than the Welly Wishers and a quick section for Bitty Baby.
0: I think that the difference between like when we were growing up and now is that like I think that it might be like not necessarily like a good or bad thing but I do think that people are looking for more representation of themselves in dolls mm-hmm. and, and I mean that like both like with regard to like race and like hair type and texture but also just with regard to like anybody sort of looking for a doll that wants that like looks like them. And I mean like part of the reason why I got Samantha first was that she looked like me. But I think that like that is still very appealing to people, maybe even more so now that American Girl has so many options Mm -hmm. um for how you can customize these dolls. And I think that at least as like a starter a lot of young girls seem to now flock to the girl of today as their first entry point into American Girl.
1: Right. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I mean, they must see it in their sales data, right? So we also saw the doll hospital, which thankfully was not occupied by any injured dollies. <laughs> and then the salon, which did have a couple of clients getting their hair done. And we couldn't really peek too far into the salon. It seemed a little closed off and that you had to have an appointment, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it looked, it looked really cute.
0: It did look cute. And I think it would be something really fun to do if you had a young daughter there. It it seemed like based on the little girls that we saw running around the store that some of them had had their hair French braided at the salon, which I thought was Mm -hmm. cute.
1: Super cute. Now, Laura, I made a purchase while we were there.
0: Yes, you did. And I've been (laughs) dying to follow up with you about it.
1: So I cannot resist a mystery item. I feel like that is my true kryptonite. I love anything that is packaged up and I cannot see what it is, even if I know it's going to be something like that is completely useless to me. So I got this mini mystery pack and it is from their series three, What's Cooking Collection. It is a food item of sorts and I haven't opened it yet. So I thought, Now would be the time, and I can't wait. (laughs) I'm very excited to open this and see what I got. But I should also note that last fall, I went on like a crazy eBay spree trying to get the mini dolls, and I ended up winning auction for minis plus Molly's nurse doll that I just have sitting in my apartment. I have no idea what to do with them because they have like no accoutrement to them like which ones did you end up with again Lindsay? i have kirsten addy molly molly's nurse doll so it's about the same size as the mini actually a little bit bigger she's she's the adult in the room and they all look really tattered and then you gave me a samantha mini for my birthday so she looks pretty as a little peach here and everyone else looks pretty haggard Yeah. Especially Molly. Poor Molly. Like someone definitely like took out the braids of Molly and Kirsten and tried to put them back as they were. And they don't look like they just came out of the package by any means. But I kind of like them that way. And Kirsten is missing her shoes. Molly was as well. So I gave Molly the nurse's shoes and they fit her perfectly. And they're, they're cute. But I don't know what to do with them really. Like I figure someday inspiration will strike and we'll maybe start a TikTok account with these little dolls. <laughs> I'm
0: I'm glad that you have them because I feel like it's an outlet for having a doll without having a full size doll, which by the way, for people who go, you will be so tempted because the dolls <laughs> are on display and then they just have them in boxes like under the display. Like it's a freaking airy bra section and you just can like pull them out of like drawers and out of shelves for the ones that you want. It's like crazy how many they have just like ready (laughs) at your fingertips there.
1: Seriously, they were so close. So I couldn't leave empty handed and I got this mystery pack and shall we see what's inside?
0: Let's open her up.
1: All right. It comes with a couple things. So I'll pull them out. First, I have a little mug that looks like it came from the ag cafe it has that similar flower motif so it's a little mug with a pink flower that says american girl that's cute on the bottom
0: i love that one so far
1: let me see how it looks oh my god this is like (laughs) this is not the mini doll size at all this like takes up half of kirsten here
0: oh yeah that's like full size
1: it's like when you have like one of those giant wine glasses that will fit an entire bottle of wine. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> All right. Next up. Okay. This is this is definitely like large, too large for for these minis.
0: That's okay. I'm I'm excited to see what else is in here.
1: We have a tea kettle.
0: Ooh, that's so cute! I love it.
1: It's pretty cute. So we have a little mug and a tea kettle that is hot pink and the mug matches it pretty well. And is that all? That's all.
0: Oh, well, those are two cute
1: things. I was really hoping to get the frying pan with an egg (laughs) or (laughs) honestly, like the waffle maker is so cute too. The Mm. other options were a cheese grater with a block of cheese an olive oil glass jar with maybe that's salt next to it. There is an egg carton with milk. The waffle maker is so cute. A rolling pin with dough, a little butter dish with knife. That's also really cute. And a salt and pepper shaker. So I think what I got is decent. I'd rather have this than like a cheese grater. I'll say that. <laughs> for sure. For sure.
0: I just wish that Rebecca's mini hala was an option.
1: Oh my God. The hollow was so cute. It was so cute. I believe, did we put a picture of that on the Instagram? I don't think so. So we could do it now.
0: Yeah. We'll put it on Instagram in some form.
1: Laura, how would you rate our experience if, we, if this was Yelp? How um, many stars would it get?
0: I mean, I think I would say that in terms of like the impact it had on me, 20 out of 10 in terms of like how excited I was (laughs) to see all these things in real life, in terms of like areas of improvement, I think that they, um, and we've discussed this on our Instagram too, but just to cover all the bases, could really capitalize on the new millennial uh, resurgence of interest in American Girl brand by having some additional merch items that you could get like a t-shirt or like a keychain or like a hat or something or even like having the original books that you could buy. Uh Anything like that would have been really impactful. Stickers like I just feel like they are not capitalizing on that and I wish that they would. So that was a miss for me that they didn't have. I really wanted to take something home that like wasn't a doll, but I just didn't see anything that I felt like really captured the essence of American Girl that I wanted to take home at that time. So uh,
1: Mattel, getting a mystery pack. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Mattel, if you're listening, this could be just a great marketing opportunity for you would be to create some adult merch for your stores so that people will leave with something. And if you charged $50 for a t-shirt, I would buy it a hundred percent. Right. Um,
1: you're going to say a hundred and I'm like, I don't, I don't know about a hundred, but 50, but 50.
0: Yes. And then secondly, like we've already covered with the AG cafe. I feel like there's more opportunity for a branded experience there. Obviously this is just our unique issue. And I think that it's, because of our generation, but I do wish there was like more emphasis on the historical dolls, but I get that Mm -hmm. that's like not the direction they're going in. And I do appreciate that they had two pretty well curated displays devoted to the historical dolls. Actually three, because there was one at one of the entrances as well. So overall, like as an experience, as just like an objective consumer, I would say I'd give it a seven out of 10.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I mean, they get so many extra stars for nostalgia, but they could do so much more and we would love it. So AG, keep thinking about us. Give us some merch. We'll be all over it.
0: Amen to that.